0: Well, good morning. It's good to see you. If you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, I would appreciate that. If you don't have a Bible, you can grab one out of the pew rack in front of you uh, and use that. Matthew chapter 6 is where we'll be. Uh, And if you don't have a Bible at all, you're welcome to take that one in the pew rack home for you to uh, enjoy. Uh, You may have noticed that we have not only Bibles that are just like the pew Bibles, but we also have uh, these fancy, colorful Explorer Bibles that are in the pew racks in front of you. Um, That is a great children's Bible. Uh, it, it, it is amazing. It has some great notes and articles in there. It has some little uh, things that kids you can scan as parents, and, and like they can take you to a video uh, dis, dis, uh, describing kind of what that passage means. Really, uh, it's a great Bible uh, as a resource there, and so we would love uh, families to take advantage of that as well and, and uh, grab one of those Bibles or just see it. If they, have, if they can afford it, you can buy one on your own, but you can certainly grab one from the P-Rack for your family as well. Uh, we'd love to have Bibles in all the homes. Um, today, as we, as we gather Uh, It's going to be a little bit different than normal, but I don't think it's something that's out of the ordinary, right? Different than normal means, oh man, I'm going to be uncomfortable because it's not what I'm used to. Out of the ordinary would mean like it's probably not something we should be doing, but it's not out of the ordinary. Today is the first Sunday of 2024. We made it. We've turned the page. We flipped the page. It's a new year for for us this year. Uh, and what we have started in the last couple years, at least, is, uh, is praying in the new year together. Uh, so today I'm going to be uh, more sermon-light and more prayer-heavy, and I'm going to ask you to be involved in that. You and I are the body of Christ. We are the church, and uh, so it's going to be a time for you and I to pray. And, and one thing I would let you know, that, that you don't have to, in any way, pray out loud today if you don't want to, Okay. I'm going to give some instruction. And I'm going to ask some people to. But if you're like, that's not me. I'm not going to do it. I, I get it. But maybe that should be you. I'm going to put a little caveat there. Maybe it's not out of the ordinary to pray out loud with your church family. So we are going to be praying and I'm not going to be doing all of it because we are the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Um, as we get going, I've, I've asked you to turn uh, to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, before we do, I want to, to read a passage that's fairly familiar to people, and people quote this often. And I think it's, it's kind of why this becomes ordinary, why this should be ordinary for us today. It's out of 2 Chronicles 7, and it's verse 14. What does God say? He says, If my people who, who bear my name, that's a pretty big responsibility, isn't it? If my people who bear my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. We, we need that. We need to be doing that. We need to make sure that there is a unity preserved here and a purity preserved within the body of Christ, but it comes through this humble seeking of the Lord, repenting of our sin, and turning from our own evil ways. And we would pray that the world would do that, that they would see God and they would see Christ through us as well. Well, if we're in Matthew uh, chapter 6, uh, I'm going to read, this is the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to read this for us because I think it's, it's a great, uh, great model prayer. In fact, uh, the, the greatest prayer of all and the biggest, the, the Savior of all is the one who gave this to us, Jesus. So it's Matthew uh, chapter 6. I told you to turn there and I didn't. Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> and we're going to start at verse 9. We'll read through the Lord's Prayer. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven... Your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Some older translations would say, For what? Yours is the power and glory forever. Amen. As we pray, we're going to be modeling that prayer. Um, And I've broken today's sermonette into three different sections like I normally do. and It's on your, uh, your notes. If you have your bulletin with you, you could take a look at that and follow along or write notes down. Um, and then there will be times where we actually stop and actually pray. Um, out of this time of prayer today, there, we, should get, we, should, we should be giving something to God and we should be uh, setting ourselves apart. And number one, if we, my sermon title is, first of all, Let's Pray. And number one is, let's pray that we break the silence and seek forgiveness. We break the silence and seek forgiveness. What do I mean by that? I, I, I think that we tend to isolate ourselves and we tend to keep quiet. Any takers out there? Yeah? You, you that person? You're not raising your hand because you want to keep quiet and be hidden, right? Right, I get it. We, we want to keep quiet and kind of isolate and like, I don't know, I'm just going I'll to, de- I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm okay. That's true. We are. We're works in progress, right? If we've come to faith in Christ, He's indwelled us with His Spirit now, and we're growing, and He's progressively sanctifying us. But I would submit to you that the more we keep quiet with the Lord and try to deal with it on our own, the slower that process will be for us. James chapter 4, if you would turn there with me. We're going to do a lot of turning back and forth. James chapter 4. It's in the New Testament. You're going to have a lot of those small epistles, like, like uh, what we have, well, small, big ones are um, Romans, right, and, and Corinthians. and we have Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and eventually we're going to find the little book of Philemon. Well, the, the T's in there, the Timothy's, Titus, and Thessalonians, right, Hebrews. And right after Hebrews is the book of James. And if you turn there to James chapter 4, I'd appreciate that. It's right before first Peter. what are we to break the silence about? We'll see in a a few minutes, it has to do with the heart, but it's it's really what's going on. And there's this battle that wages within us. And and we have to understand that that battle is constantly being waged over our our heart. Hopefully the battle has been won for your soul, that you have actually put your faith in Christ and let him forgive your sins, and that you're in good relationship with God the Father because of Jesus the Son. But every day after that, Satan is still wanting to attack and distract and destroy and divide. He's wanting to isolate you and pick, pick us off one by one like a like a wild animal seeking to devour, right? But James chapter 4 exposes kind of why we let that happen. There's a pride within us. James 4 verse 1 says, what is the source of fights among you, wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you, right? There's this battle going on you desire and you do not have so you murder you can covet and you cannot obtain you fight and wage war you do not have because why you do not ask you ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so you might spend it on your pleasures he says you adulterous people don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward god so whoever wants to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of god or do you think it is without reason That scripture says, the spirit he made to dwell in us envies intensely. That's why there's a battle. But he gives grace, greater grace. And therefore he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt. Another passage, Isaiah chapter one, if you want to turn there with me. As you do, I'll talk a little more about this James passage. There there is a, a necessity for us to strive after deep, deep unity within the family of God. Now, if you go back to that series, the family of God, we preached on that. We hit that hard. It is so important for us, and, and, and what fights against that unity and that purity within the body of Christ is my evil heart. It's my desires. It's my preferences. It's my, my own wants, and I point to me, my own, because I feel it all the time, and what is James telling us to do? We've got to humble ourselves. We've got to humble ourselves, and then we've got to go to God and ask, and what do we ask? I need help. Help me resist the devil. Help me resist pride Let me resist my own way. I need to resist. I go to God and say, God, I need you. Isaiah chapter 1, if you look at verse 18, it says, come, let's settle this, says the Lord. Now stop there and just hold your finger. Come, let's settle this, says the Lord. Other translations, what do you you have? Come, let us reason together. What, What is the Lord saying? Come, let's, let's talk. Let's, let's have a little chat here. Let's have a conversation. Do you know what the Lord wants from us? To talk. To have a conversation. To not just be quiet and, I'll figure this out. Because what he's, the promise next is amazing. That when, when you come to the Lord and when you talk and when you reason with Him, we might even be unreasonable in that reasoning. But He's going to settle it for us. That He is God and what has He accomplished for us? He says this, Come, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins were as scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are as crimson red, they will be like wool. When we talk about prayer, we go before the Lord humbly and say, God, I, I am not what I should be. I am struggling. I, there is a battle, a war raging within me. I am giving far too much power to my preferences or my desires or my pleasures. God, I, ne- I need more of you. And and when we come and, and pray that, first of all, that burden is what is cast off on the Lord. And he carries that burden. Because his yoke is easy, his burden is light. He wants us to come to him with that. And then he says, guess what? I'm a God who can forgive that stuff. I'm a God who can can let you carry on lightly together. So in our first time of prayer together, I know it's going to be awkward those if they're turning in online, they're like, what what are they doing? Why are they pausing the sermon? What's going on? We're going to just pray together. So you're watching. Sorry, you need to go pray right now. Okay? We're going to pray. And, and here's this first section of prayer for us together. There's two emphasis I want us to think about. I have, by the way, I've asked nobody here. I've given nobody a prayer prompt card. I've, I've told nobody, hey, you're going to pray today. Just hoping that the Holy Spirit says, hey, let's talk. And you talk. First, there's going to be private prayer. And I'm okay with you. With private prayer, not saying that out loud. If you, if you, not if, because you and I need to confess something to the Lord, we ought to do that. This is, this is our time of confession. And so privately, in a personal way, quietly, where you are, I want you to break the silence with God. At least that silence that you've had in your heart towards him. And pray quietly, silently there with him, breaking that silence that you had, that, that, that rigid like wall you put up. Break the silence and, and repent and seek that forgiveness. Seek that freedom from sin that you can walk more lightly. That's the first part of that. The second part is, I actually want people to pray congregational prayers. Not just private prayers, but a congregational prayer. Uh, and those prayers are, are broad prayers, but they're for us, us. Not just me or your neighbor, you're not, Don't please, please don't pray a confession prayer for your husband or your wife, right? Pray for us. And what should there be prayers for us about? That we would humble ourselves. That we would consider others more important than ourselves. That we would practice forgiveness more than bitterness and resentment. That we would re- be repentant when we sin. We would acknowledge, I messed up, I'm sorry. We would seek that forgiveness. That we would be alert be alert to the, the dangers around us that are, that are coming from, with, from outside and, and may even start stem up from inside. That we would be alert. That we would seek purity of heart, purity in our motives. Pray that we would be friends of God and not friends of the world. So those are, those are things that I've shared with you we could pray about. And right now we're going to go into that time. So during this next however long I feel it gets awkward and crazy, we're going to pray. And you pray privately for sure all of us, but but feel free to pray out loud, congregationally, for us as the Spirit leads. Break the silence. Let's pray. Lord, we, we need you. And Lord, we, we want to be a people who are filled with those living waters and who show that. It's a righteousness that doesn't come from us. It comes from you. But God, I confess, there are more times than not, it seems, that we, we are whitewashed tombs. That we look good on the outside and we make sure people believe it. But on the inside... Death and decay. God, we repent of that. Help us to humble ourselves and know that it's only in your strength and your power that we can be renewed. It's only in, in your grace and your righteousness that we can shine as the body of Christ for, for you in this world. So help us to do that. Help us to draw near to you. Help us to, to consistently be breaking the silence in our own heart with you, confessing our sins. God, confessing our desire to to keep you Lord of our lives and to be obedient to you wherever we go. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our next section, number two, let's pray sharing your heart. Sharing your heart. If you go to Book of Psalms, uh, and it's look at verse uh, chapter 62 with me. Psalm 62. It's amazing that we have been able to find a Savior where we have found rest and refuge. And uh, in this passage of Scripture, Uh, There's there's a plea from that refuge and that Savior to us. If you're in Psalm 62, look at verse 5. We'll go through 8. The psalmist says, Rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. My salvation and glory depend on God, my strong rock. My refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before Him. God is our refuge. We're to pour out our hearts before Him. We're to cast our cares on Him. 1 Peter 5 says, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, so He might exalt you at the proper time, casting your cares on Him because He cares about you. Be sober-minded. Be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself, here's the promise of what what he'll do, as we cast our cares on him, he will restore and establish, strengthen and support you after you have suffered a little while, and to Him be dominion forever, Amen. One of the things I, I wrote in my notes about this passage about this this topic of sharing your heart, um, it, it's it's something we need to do. Is we need to sound the alarm, sound the alarm. Uh, oftentimes it's it's our alarm that needs sounding, right? We some burden is happening, something some temptation or or sin is invaded, and and what do we do? Again, we get quiet and ourselves. I'll figure this out. I'll figure this out. But sounding the alarm says, listen, I, I'm, I'm in trouble. I need people to be aware that I have a burden. And, and I, I love this. Uh, years ago, and I told you this story before, but when my wife and I were in premarital counseling with Pastor Stan, he, he talked about this, and I share this often in my own counseling, that, that when, when, when a husband and wife or a brother and sister in Christ, people come together. when, when, when there's, a, there's a hardship in someone's life, and when you share that hardship, that hardship gets cut in half. And the great thing is a a joy. If we come together and share a joy, the joy is now what? Doubled. It's doubled. We are to share burdens with one another. We are to confess sins to one another. We are to go to our brothers and sisters in Christ, sharing our hearts, pouring out our hearts and our burdens. And it may not be someone you can totally tell the entire story to. You can say, listen, I, I just, I need prayer for my attitude. I need prayer for my marriage whatever it might be. You are not your refuge. God is your refuge. And he has given you the body of Christ out of his love and his mercy to help be a place of healing and reconciliation and hope. The heart has to say, help. Maybe you need to be alert to someone else, a brother or sister that's in need. Be ready and willing to to listen to encourage and to carry a burden and to pray you may not have a a deep difficulty happening in your life right now something like that this is just crippling me every day and you're walking through life and it's great but there are brothers and sisters who are struggling and when we take time and say i'm gonna i'm gonna be alert to that i'm gonna pray it goes a long way so here's what we're gonna do um we're gonna pray for one another we're gonna just break up into like groups of six people. Just where you are, group group up. And again, I told you, you don't have to. You don't have to say a single prayer out loud today. But you might want to, but but share share a burden. This you guys can pray for my whatever. And then when everyone's kind of shared what they want to share, what they're comfortable sharing, pray if someone's bold enough to say, listen, I'll pray. Or listen, hey, uh, we'll just let you guys pray at will. And in a few awkward silence minutes, I'll, I'll close this. Whatever it is, just pray. I also want to, I'm going to be up here and available for prayer. And I, I'm going to invite, is Lori, swear, I didn't talk to you. Can you come up for that too? I'm, Lori and I are just going to be up here, a man or a woman available for, for prayer. If you're struggling, if you are like, I need just, I need to share something. Maybe we just individually, personally. We'll be here just to pray for you during that other time that people are broken up into groups, we'll be available to pray for you, okay? So we're going to take however long it is, I don't know, some time, break up into small groups, and let's share a burden. Let's share our hearts with each other and spend some time in prayer for one another. Let's pray. All right, let's go ahead and head back to our, uh, our spot, and you've done good, you've done really good. By the way, you are more than welcome to hang out here after service and do this, so anytime you want. You can you hang out after service and, and hang out and say, I, actually, I'm pretty proud of you. I was telling someone the other day. Um, I oftentimes, like at the end of the service, uh, in the middle of the last song, I'll walk out to the lobby and kind of be there and, to greet people that come out, right? And say hi. Um, it, it's it's weird sometimes. Like Matt will say amen and it'll be done here. And you guys will start gabbing and talking to each other and hugging and no one comes out to see me. I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, this is a good problem to have, right? So good, keep doing that. Keep loving each other. This is what, this is, I, I want to tell you something. I, I believe very strongly that, your father in heaven is up there, and, and we started like getting together and praying. He's like, Oh man, I'm so proud of my kids. Look what they're doing. I, I, just, I think that that makes God smile. And I, and I know you're like, Some of you are like, Man, this, this is the wrong day. I chose the wrong day to come to church. I'm never coming back here again. I, well, that's your prerogative, but you're going to miss out on some really, really amazing people and amazing things like that. We, this is not. This is the opposite, hopefully, of stuffy, right? And, and like sit in a chair, be quiet, just face forward. We, we want to we be the family of God, and that's, that's what we just were. You were brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, sharing a burden, caring for a burden, carrying a burden, and praying for one another. And that was, that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I am, I'm grateful that, that you did that. Next week will not be like that. We, maybe we should have more of that, but we do this about quarterly. Next week will be the, the no, kind of the normal schedule again. Don't worry. You can come back and try it out again tomorrow next week. Uh, let's go to the last one, number three. Number three, uh, let's pray to be set apart. To be set apart. So we prayed really confessing, breaking that silence, confessing, seeking forgiveness. We've prayed now, sharing our heart and carrying burdens, and now we're praying to be set apart. Acts chapter 13 says this in verse one through three. So now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas. Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menean, a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, remember we talked about we have fasting and prayer tomorrow, and a service tomorrow, worship service tomorrow at 7, there you go, right? As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after that, after they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them off. They sent them off. One part of the Lord's Prayer, it, it says, Father, Our Father in heaven, um, hallowed be your name, your name be honored as holy. And then it, it says, Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a yielding that we are to, to when we approach God, there's a yielding of our heart, there's a yielding of our kingdom, there's a yielding of our will, to his will. And it's to be in service of his kingdom. And to be in service of the king. I think as we look at this next uh, time of prayer, uh, we're going to be setting some things apart. Setting some people apart. Setting some ministry apart. As we do that, there are specific and general ministries we want to be praying over, and I'll I'll share those in a minute. But I, I also know this, that for all of us in this body, we are called to be members and a part to have a function and a role to use our gifts for the edification of this body. That there are there's no one here that gets to sit on the sidelines and sit out. So as we as we pray this prayer to be set apart, the prayer should not only be collectively, congregationally for the ministries within our body, but it should be individual because you and I are individually ministers of this body. And so for some of you, you're like, I don't know where to serve. I don't know what to do. I don't know. And maybe more it looks like, I'm not, not that. Not that. Not, no, not that. And so what I'd like you to do today is just yield your heart to Jesus in a, in a fasting way. I, I know we probably didn't fast before you came here today. Maybe you skipped breakfast. But I, I would like you to fast in your heart and say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set aside me and what makes me comfortable. And I'm going I'm to ask the Lord during this time, God, what do you have in store for me? What do I need to say yes to? Or, or maybe it's not even that he's going to show you what to say yes to. You just need to go to him and say, God, help me say yes. Because there are plenty of things out there to do. And once you get your heart to the place that I'm ready to say yes, come talk to me. Come talk to one of the other ministry leaders in our church. I'm sure there's something that we can find for someone who says yes. Yes. Here am I, send me." So right now, uh, you may not have realized this or known this, but uh, our, our church body, the members of our church, um, voted to confirm Matt Jernigan as an elder in our church this, at this past business meeting at the end of December. Um, so I'm gonna ask Matt uh, if he would come up. Matt's been our worship leader, an intern, an administrative guy in our church body. He's been working at the supermarket cutting meat. He is now on staff at our church as a pastor here. So, Pastor Matt. <laughs> I love you, bro. I love you. you gonna cry? I might cry. I'm we'll sorry. It's, right. it's it's so amazing to see what God does in our midst and, and how He how He raises people up and how how He puts it on people's heart. I mean if we were to look back ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I'm like and say, Matt, you're gonna be a pastor in our church. He would have laughed and I would have laughed and God would have been like, I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> Right, but but it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I can say the same is true for me, right, and probably the same is true for you in many ways of wherever you are. God, we we tell God our plans, and then he laughs at us. <laughs> it's funny. You think that, so it's it's pretty amazing for us. Uh, that we have another elder in our church? That an elder is a pastor, a person who wants to shepherd and serve and and love the flock of God, right? And uh, Matt is an associate pastor now of uh, of worship and administration within our within our body. In that in that um, addition to our body, some things have moved around. We've, we've talked about this before. Uh, Chase, who is our, our youth minister, um, is transitioning kind of out of our youth ministry as a, as a vocational worker. And he's, he has a job downtown now, and he'll be serving now for free. We, we love that for him. Uh, but in that, there's kind of a gap there in that hole. And so Pastor Alistair, who is, a, is an associate pastor at our church, is also kind of handing over some of the administrative tasks that he does to Pastor Matt. And Alistair is going to take on the youth ministry slash just Discipleship within our within our body. So, uh, disciple. He he was doing discipleship stuff for adults. Now it's going to go down further into into our students as well in our ministry there. So, um, w- what we're going to do right now is we're going to pray for the three of them. Chase is in the back, right over there with his baby Leilani. She's adorable. And then Alistair is going to come down from the stairs and he's going to stand somewhere over there. I don't know somewhere. And and what we want to do is I, I would like just if you feel up for it, if you come up here, we're going to pray for Matt and you can lay a hand on him. Gather around Matt you're kind of near Chase, you can go by him and put a hand on him and pray for Chase. I'll do the praying in this time. And then Alistair is straight in the back there. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's pray for them. And then we're going to go into some more deep prayer. Go ahead. And you can certainly pray with us right where you are. You don't have to get up. All right. Let's 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 go to the Lord in prayer, setting these men apart and sending them out. Father in heaven, we are so grateful for the way that you provide for this body. And God, the way that you have raised up uh, leaders in our, in our church, God. And God, the ways that you have, have been working in Matt's life and in his wife Kim's life, Lord, and the way they serve this body in, in, in love and, God, in humility and in grace. God, we thank you for, for Matt. And God, we know that He's, he's undertaking a task that he has no idea about, except that he said yes to you. And God, that he, he's excited and passionate. He loves this church. He loves these people. God, we thank you for his care for the flock. We, care, we, we thank you for his careful care to lead us in worship on Sunday mornings, Lord, and to, to orchestrate that. We, we thank you for his gifts and abilities and organization and administration. And God, the ways he's going to help guide our church and to keep our church um, structured well. God, we, we commit him to you. That is a huge undertaking. So God, he needs help not only from us, but he needs help from you. So we ask that you would you would provide that by your spirit. God, you would guide him and direct him. God, that we are sending him out into this mission. God, as, as he leaves the, the, the field of the supermarket, Lord, and, uh, and it spends very little time there, and now he's more time here, God, give him just grace upon grace, joy as he serves wholeheartedly and, and passionately and, and tirelessly to work for the betterment of the kingdom of God and for our betterment. We thank you for that. God, I pray for, for uh, Chase, Lord. We, we've prayed for Chase uh, many times now, but Lord, God, as you, as you have called him into a new season of life, as he is going to be still serving this body because he's committed to this body, but God, as he um, serves in this community, Lord, as he takes his witness out from the doors here and out from student ministry, uh, and doesn't keep him there alone, uh, God, as he works at the Sportsman's Den, that you would be uh, guiding him and directing him, God, influencing uh, those around him towards Christ, that he would use that as a, as a mission uh, missions time, Lord, a, a missionary opportunity. God, we, we thank you for the ways that you're providing for he and for Crystal. God, for Leilani, for Malachi and Malia. God, we thank you for that. God, you continue to work there. We, pro- we ask for your blessing there and your your power there to rest. God, we thank you for Alistair and the in the many ways that he has, uh, like Matt, grown up and grown in faith and grown in his desire and passion towards uh, um, an aspiration towards towards pastoring. And God, we thank thank you that he is a pastor at our church. God, that he serves in so many capacities to love us God, to serve the body, to, to create a culture of discipleship within it. And God, now as he adds on uh, youth ministry and as he relinquishes administration, God, I pray that you would help us balance that. And God, that, that those, those pieces would, would go fit just together, just right. We know, we, we don't know the answer, but we know who has the answer. And we know that you're going to provide for that. So we thank you. We, we commit them to you. We commit this to you, God, because it is, it is good. It is yours. God, help us not to take it back into our hands, but to Always be in yours. We trust you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys. All right, as you head back to your seats, we're going to do a little more uh, commissioning, a little more sending. Tomorrow we will take lots of time. Yeah. Yeah. We are to that right now. Dave Hole says, "What about praying for me?" I hope you pray for me anytime you think of me. Okay, you, pro- you probably do. Like, God help that guy. right? right. Um, w- we're going to go into a section right now. There's there's several things I want to pray for. I am uh, noticing. I know what time it is. I'm aware of that. God's doing something here, though. Uh, in in that in that regard, I, I want these prayers. These are general prayers. So. We aren't going to pray for every ministry within our church, but the ministries kind of grouped into clusters. And so this is a time where I'm just going to say, someone pray for this, and I need someone to pray out loud. Now, I told you, you don't have to pray out loud if you don't want to. It's fine. But we'll wait until someone prays out loud for that. And then we'll go on to the next thing, and I'll just keep saying, pray for this. Someone pray for this. And, and pray as you feel led. Uh, we are praying a, just a prayer over not only our, our ministers who are, who are called and have been raised and confirmed as leaders in our church, but for all of us, every member, every attender, a minister in this body. So we'll be praying for that, all right? Are you ready to pray? All right, we have prayed for Matt and Chase and Alistair. Someone please pray for our elders, and that includes me. Let's uh, stand together. We'll have our worship team come back up. We're going to sing now and celebrate God's glorious goodness. Thanks for hanging in there uh, with each other and uh, making it a priority to do something that maybe should be more ordinary, but to pray for and with one another as God has instructed. Let's sing together.